SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Joining us on the line now is RM Linguess, Dr. and Professor Fonte Akum, Deputy Head of the Institute for Security Studies in Dakar. Good evening to you, Prof, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, and it's a pleasure to be in your company today. Uh, thousands of Liberians have taken to the streets to protest against the country's spiraling economic and under President George Way, the Liberian police was deployed after at least 3,000, that's an estimate rather, uh, 3,000 Liberians took to the streets of Monrovia in anti-government protests. Al Jazeera reports that the police fired tear gas and water cannons on Liberians protesting the country's spiraling economy under the leadership of President George Way. I'm not quite sure if you are one of those people who will agree that it is because of the president. However, the protest is the second massive demonstration to take place in less than a year. I'm sure this is something that should be taken, uh, given attention, at least some attention. Initially, the protests were dubbed the Way Step Down campaign. Remember that? An effort to force the footballer turned president to step down. Well, however many called the move undemocratic. Well, that's another conversation you might have at another time. And Liberian protesters have since called on President Way, well, to account for the inflation and corruption plaguing the West African country. That's why we have you joining us right here. In your estimation, looking at what's happening in uh, Liberia, what exactly is going on? Well, um... Thank you very much for having me on your show tonight. Um, the first thing we need to do is put the current protest in historical perspective. Um, there are lots of complaints about the flagging economy, but is George Weyer's government actually to blame for the flagging economy? Um, as you would have, you, you would know that um, by the time Ellen Johnson Sirleaf left power in 2017 and George Weyer was inaugurated in January 2018, the Liberian economy had gone through a severe shock due to the Ebola crisis, which raged from 2014 to 2016, where the economy was basically shut down. Um, since then, Liberia has been, it has been extremely difficult for Liberia to reach up to its previously 8% average um, GDP growth rate. And now they are hovering at about 2.5%, um, and they have been hovering ar- around that. And even negative um, gross, dom- gross domestic product. So um, that exactly provides some context to the economic crisis that Liberia is facing at the moment. Now, to step away from that, to look at the political economic factors, um, the protests have largely been led by the Council of Patriots, which is this loose coalition of individuals who um, are a combination of um, radio DJs, political actors, and civil society actors, who think that um, they need to be able to um, hold the government to account for um, its economic performance. 
And while that is very laudable, um, what is a little troubling is the fact that this constellation of actors who have um, appropriated certain tropes, divisive tropes within Liberia's history, whether it's between the indigenous Liberians and the American Liberians or um, economic um, wealthy versus the masses, um, some of these tropes have come into the discourse, which makes individuals question whether this is just about where and the economy or something else. Um, so that's a little bit of the context um, economically and politically. And of course, we cannot ignore the fact that um, the United Nations forces which were present in Liberia actually withdrew about um, a little um, over a year ago, so around March 30th, 2018. Um, the combination of these factors together with the underperformance of um, commodity prices on the world market um, provides a storm which Liberia would have to think very creatively about solving. So I'm not sure that it's a way a problem. It's a, it's a problem for all of Liberia. I'm, I'm not quite sure uh, of, uh, to, we, we can exclude him from it. Ever since 2018, when he took over, uh, there was an expectation that he was going to rescue the Liberian economy. Quite frankly, some of his rhetoric was along the lines that uh, when Ellen Johnson Sirleaf left, it would be a change. That's what his party is all about. Democratic change. Can we really say it has nothing to do with him? It's 2020 now and still things do not see, they don't see any light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. Well, um, I don't think that looking at things in historical perspective is about excusing um, George Weir and um, the mismanagement of the economy that we have seen over the past couple of years. Um, normally, an economy which is flagging takes more than just two years in power to actually turn it around. And um, the disheartening thing, I think, for a lot of Liberians is the fact that they're not seeing very innovative economic policies which would actually turn the tables. And that's the challenge that they're facing at the moment. And it's not to exculpate Weir, but um, if um, you remember very clearly, the Liberian Anti-Corruption Commission was created because even during President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf's administration, there was a lot of corruption. Um, we are seeing corruption today, and if you go back to the case of the $25 million, uh, which disappeared, um, of printed bills, which disappeared um, between November uh, 2017 and August 2018, you'd have to question exactly whether um, individuals did not benefit from that transitional period to actually make this money um, go into thin air. Um, so while there's enough, a lot of blame to go down, I I think um, it would benefit the Liberian people to actually get together and um, be a force for proposition rather than a force for tearing people down. Um, because at the moment, I don't think that if you replaced Weya with another person, um, it necessarily is going to change the prices of um, rubber on the world market, mm, mm. or it's going to change the prices of iron ore as well, which is what the Liberian economy largely depends on. And if we are not going. They are not going to depend on these um, primary commodity products, which they have largely depended on. Then, what are the different 
areas within the Liberian economy that they can actually invest in to shore up an economy which has been flagging. They could look at the petroleum sector, but then even the petroleum sector and the oil blocks that were awarded during the Ellen Johnson Sullivan administration were awarded under a cloud of controversy. So, um, and this is even exacerbated by the fact that Liberia is a dual currency economy with uh, the Liberian dollar and the U.S. dollar in operation. And so these are some of the challenges that are facing Liberia, which I, I think ought to be depersonalized rather than further personalized, because it almost becomes an attack on Weya as a person rather than understanding what the underlying structural issues are with the Liberian economy and finding solutions for them. All right, I want to take a break. When we come back, we're going to drill down a little bit uh, because what was rather peculiar for me was what was said by uh, Representative Yeke Kuluba. It was rather interesting for him to say he has evidence, he has gathered intelligence that President Ware had given an order to the police to arrest Henry Costa and other ringleaders of the COP. I would be very interested to find out if there is such evidence, any such intelligence. But we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Stand by. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to the Headspace. This is I'm African. We're looking at what's happening. We saw bothering, bothering reports of what's happening in Liberia. And so we thought perhaps we might look at that for um, an African. We do have uh, on the line Deputy Head of the Institute for Security Studies in Dakar to talk to us about what's happening in Liberia to give us some insight as to what exactly is happening there. The lines are open 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. If you'd like to pitch in and join in or weigh in, either way, you're welcome to do so. 0891 Prof, thank you very much once again for agreeing to talk to us. Let's talk about Representative Yeke Kuluba. Uh, very, very interesting situation of finding himself. He's finding himself in right now. First, he said um, he has intelligence to uh, share with everybody that the police were given instruction by the president, President Ware, who, by the way, comes from the very same district that he comes from. Eh? Uh, they're homies. Interesting now that they are accusing other of this very same situation uh, but he said uh, he has information intelligence to support this is there such intelligence and what exactly is going on because i noticed now later on he says it was not in his right mind uh, what can you share about who this uh situation well um Politics in Liberia is often tainted with a lot of rumor-mongering. And um, very often rumors provide the bedrock upon which um, collective action gets organized. And um, this is one of those cases where um, Ivieke Kuluba, um, the Montserrat County District 10 representative, had um, information. I think he would have put it into the public domain. Now, um, Henry Coster is actually um, an equal opportunity um, pain in the behind, if I could speak politely, <laughs> yeah. for different governments in Liberia. He unsettled the Selif Johnson government. He's unsettling the uh, the Weyer government. And um, I think um, the 
reasoning that could be the, the, the conclusion that could be drawn from this by governing um, figures is that uh, Henry Costa is going to do what Henry Costa is going to do. Yeah. So arresting him would not absolutely solve the problem. Yeah. It would only inflame it. So um, I'm not sure how credible that is. Of course, Henry Costa is facing, um, I'm sorry, um, Representative uh, Koluba is facing his own issues um, with um, the Liberia National Police as well at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I would leave that at the level of elite politics in Monrovia. You're being very kind because this is the very same man who said he would bring war to Liberia and then later on said, I'm sorry, I was not in my right mind. Should we ever give any credence to what this man is saying? Why should the people voting for him in District 10 ever keep him in power? Because he seems to be speaking with both sides of his mouth. Should we place any credibility in what he says? Well, I mean, um, you know, the Liberian House of Representatives um, is approximately 73 people, and um, each representative has their own quirks. And um, I think in District 10 uh, particularly, um, they they don't base um, their um, voting preferences on what... um, Representative um, Koluba says more than, uh, and I think they base it more on the actions that he undertakes within the community and those um, uh, some social actions which have largely convinced um, the people in District 10 to continue to support him despite um, his um, different transgressions. All right, let's come back now. Um, This coalition of patriots. Is this um, a a, a credible coalition? I say this because it would appear as though when they started this protest, it was a peaceful protest until there were counter-protesters and then we are told the situation descended descended into chaos where police had to uh, fire rubber bullets and all of those those things. I'm not even talking about that right now, but this coalition of Patriots. Uh, what is to be said about them? Uh, I say this because uh, many of my colle- colleagues uh, were participating it, in it and were leading it, quite frankly. Uh, what, 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 what is your understanding? What is your take of this coalition? Well, um, I think uh, this, like I said before, this coalition is a loose coalition of civil society actors, political parties, um, mainly the ANC, um, which is led by Alexander Cummings, and um, youth organizations and um, DJs, you know, I mean, radio personalities. So Henry Costa is a radio personality. Um, I think uh, it's clear that uh, they try to put the fore some of the issues that they find with the governing elite in Liberia today. And like I said, um, they are an equal opportunity problem because they don't discriminate between Ellen They emerged after Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, but Henry Coaster as an organizer um, basically um, rattles um, power and they try to speak truth to power. Now, uh, the question is, um, how exactly do they speak truth to power? Um, in the case of the latest protest, um, from what I gather from Liberia, the reason why um, tear gas was deployed was because um, individuals were trying to actually cook in the streets and um, basically set up camp, which um, was not in line with um, the authorizations that they got 
to, 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 to undertake the protest. Um, but it definitely um, sets up battle lines between a growing coalition, which is determined. I mean, and we need to also acknowledge that their messaging has shifted quite a bit. Initially, while they had called for the resignation of the Way administration, that position has shifted clearly to call for um, the reshuffling of his economic team to put in individuals who are competent enough right. um, to handle uh, the economy. And um, due to a lot of this pressure, um, the governor of the central bank, and at the request of George Weyer, um, Governor Nathaniel Patry resigned, um, I think in October, if I'm not mistaken. However, I think right now they would have the finance minister as well in their sights um, because um, the finance minister, Samuel Tway, has been um, the finance minister ever since George Weyer uh, took over. And um, if... Uh, the economy is not being turned around, I think um, the responsibility also should largely fall at his doorstep. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and and perhaps um, we might be very clear to say, or it is very important for us to be clear, that Costa is not necessarily a DJ, but is a talk show host, is a business yes, person, yes. and is an activist. Uh, he's got a lot under his belt, uh, which implies that perhaps uh, he should be taken seriously, which is why uh, there had been some intentions by the government, by the way, to arrest him at some point. Were there no such intentions to arrest him when he arrived in, uh, in Monrovia in December? Um, I, I'm not aware of any attempt um, to arrest him in Monrovia when he arrived in December, um, and it would have been a, it, would, it wouldn't have been such a bright idea either yeah. <laughs> to arrest him at that point, yes. given the amount of support uh, that he had coming into the country. Yeah. And so um, I think Henry Costa is taken seriously. Um, I think he's an activist. Um, I also think that um, there is a need um, within activism uh, to move from the streets to come up with some credible solutions. And I think in this case, um, it would be useful um, for Henry Costa and the rest of uh, the team behind um, the COP to actually come up with some viable solutions which they can table, which then, if rejected, uh, we know um, the way our government is actually acting in bad faith. Um, so I think he's, he should be taken seriously. I think he's being taken seriously. And um, as we know, um, the next elections in Liberia are about three years away, uh, two and a half years away, three years. So um, obviously, um, that's a long time for um, the COP to maintain its momentum yeah. to try to unseat the president um, democratically. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if they would ever be able to stand, but they are forced to be reckoned with. Not quite sure if they are able to stand and become the governing organization library. Do you think they, they, they do have the potential? Well, look, um, Weya actually was capable to unseat the Ellen Sirleaf Johnson government. Point, point well taken. He went as a um, soccer player. Through a coalition, yeah. right? <laughs> okay. So um, they put together a coalition which was actually capable of sweeping out the unity party from power. Fair point. And it was not just a new individual who came to power, but a new political um, establishment, basically, from the yeah. opposition which came to power. So um, given that we have um, the um, Council of Patriots has gotten the backing of the ANC and yeah. other political um, units as well, it's possible. Well, anything is possible, right? I mean, if you look at um, 
uh, Emmanuel Macron in France. Yeah. He basically put up a coalition and swept away uh, the two dominant socialist and Gaullist parties. But, so, but, I mean, but to be fair, doctor. Um, but to be fair, on, on, on outside politics. Definitely uh, make that move as well. To, to, to be fair on the fact there, um, uh, uh, Doctor, uh, uh, Ware was not just moving from football to uh, the office of the president. He had been a politician for quite some time before he became president. He was a senator. So uh, it would not be fair to equate Ware to uh, Costa. Costa doesn't have much uh, prolific political experience as outside his activism and his radio show. Uh, do you imagine that perhaps the uh, comparisons are fair? Listen, um, I'm not equating a sitting president to a radio or talk show host, yeah. but look at Madagascar right across um, <laughs> yeah. the ocean from, <laughs> okay. from from South Africa. Okay. And okay. President Rajoelina, I mean, yeah. where did he come from yeah. to actually yeah. um, rally individuals? Look, um, Liberia is at a position right now where um, there is an economy that's stagnating, there are real problems which are felt on the streets um, by everyday Liberians. Yeah. And um, when elections come around, they will be looking for credible alternatives. Now, um, those credible alternatives might come from inside the political space as well as they might come from outside the political space. Yeah. Um, prior to um, President George Weah um, being elected to the Senate, he was a roving ambassador um, for President Ellen Sirleaf Johnson as yeah, well. So yeah. that built up his um, political credibility, his political capital. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's in, in no way a comparison, but um, I would not put anything past any individual I who understand. has the right to stand for the presidency to actually develop the right platform, the right program, yeah. and the right campaign to be able to contest for it. It's Fair an point. open race. Fair point. Got it. Thank you very much, Doctor. I appreciate your time and your insights. Uh, let's do this again and should things Thank get you. worse. My That's pleasure. Dr. Fonte Akum, PhD. He's a deputy head of the Institute for Security Studies. He's in Dakar. He's giving us some insights about what's happening in Liberia. It's 25 and a half minutes before 11. Stand by.